0: It's the Sunday MMA Show. Please leave us to this. It, it is, is what it is. <laughs> Cut <laughs> that shit out. Happy Sunday. What's going on, everybody? It's the Sunday MMA Show, the full mount podcast, episode 12. It's your main man, Ruben Don Gallon Jr., joined by Trent McGregor. How you doing, bro?
1: What's up, Ruben? How you doing, brother?
0: Oh, man, I'm tired as hell. you tired
1: as hell? <laughs> I'm tired as hell. Well, if you got gonna... to... We'll doing these in the mornings bro. <laughs>
0: i, I kind of like the mornings though get it done and over with you know <laughs> it's
1: I, like immediately... the, I like yeah the timing works but i'm asleep
0: well fresh freshened after a card but uh if you guys haven't noticed uh nice new setup for trent there he's not on the phone hanging about now he's he's got the headphones in he's got Mate. the external mic he's got
1: the beautiful blue background this is the true McGregor experience, right here.
0: Yeah. Oh, I might, I might clip that. You know. Yeah. Clip that. <laughs> this
1: is the true McGregor
0: experience. Uh, but you know, I've got my mic hanging out here. Yeah, what's up with good. your mic? Well, I mean, I used to have it on like an external stand, like yours. But then, hook right. uh, it up. Change my mic around, man. I kind of like it like this. I kind of like it just holding it. You know, it just feels more like I'm talking on a show hear me better too anyways but as long uh, as you're like
1: not covering yourself like this. yeah as kind of
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like some asmr shit right <laughs> but all right so yes UFC vegas 17 last night and we're here to uh, talk
1: about fights
0: we're here to talk about fights not talk about external microphones um I, before we kind of analyze every fight you know i have a couple things to say about last night's card i thought it was a pretty solid card a good way to end off the year um you know because we're gonna go two weeks without any fights you know until the new year which is gonna be filled with awesome fights and we're, we're gonna get a bit into that but um just two things I really wanted to talk about is uh I'm so happy to see Showtime Pettis get to win last night and that spinning wheel kick into the guillotine yeah. I mean just beautiful and uh Josie Aldo's kicks were on full form last night and um you know, I didn't realize how much diversity there was on this card from, the, you know, Karate Point fighting and Stephen Thompson and, um, you know, the the, the Jiu Jitsu and the Muay Thai and you know, everything about this card was just so fun for me, uh, especially because yeah, like, time, yeah. it, it, for me, it's like the biggest names that have been in the sport. You know, you're talking about former contenders, 10 ranked guys, uh, was that three former champions we're talking about. Yeah. I mean, last night was fun, dude
1: little bit stacked but um i think with the anthony Pettis fight shit he might not have had a job if he didn't win that one no no well he's entering free
0: agency now
1: i was fingers i was fingers crossed that he won because i'm a fan i'm an anthony Pettis fan but um when he's talking about i want to go to 55 and go for a run for the title (laughs) <laughs> we, there's a lot of <laughs> tough guys over there a lot tougher than Moreno.
0: that's for sure
1: yeah and i don't, uh, I don't know but and he sort of he found his groove at the end
0: yeah so I, I think he 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 faced a lot of adversity early on in that fight too against Morono.
1: Yeah.
0: um and then he said it post fight in the second round he was just able to find range he was able to establish his distance and I think from that point on, Morono had a tough time hitting him with big shots.
1: Yeah. What I will say uh, about Anthony Pettis is that he's like um, he's like a youthful fighter. You know what I mean? Like yeah. back, in, back in his prime, everything that he did was like style and uh, confidence and fucking, like just willing to try anything yeah. and pull anything off and not scared of getting hurt, which is why he was so good. Well, we're, design, 10 years, so. we're ten years we're ten years removed
0: from from the the
1: Showtime kick, yeah, oh, whatever they put. yeah. <laughs> but, um, like, God, man, he's just such a special fighter. He's one of my top five favorite guys to watch. Special. But like, he's just gotten a little bit older, and that um, I don't know that swagger of that twenty year old kid isn't there anymore. You know what I mean? And now he has the I don't know the the explosiveness and skills. They kinda of go away in old age, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I honestly think that John Jones is a fighter like that too. Like a youthful fighter. And but when that age kind
0: of comes. Goes
1: away. Yeah, it goes away. But then those like um it's hard to even uh then it's just styles, you know what I mean? And I just think that's a youthful style that he has, and I just don't know if you're ever gonna have it back.
0: But it's almost like because he's still trying to do it. I feel like there's still going to be space for him in the UFC.
1: Wherever he goes, he's still going to be a really exciting watch. Yeah, because it's a big name. But, um, yeah, I just – one thing I will say too. Now, what we saw last night was we saw – we could have labeled last night there's levels to this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, what I'm talking about, obviously, we're going to talk about Stephen Thompson in there because he showed levels. He, cha- he showed – levels in striking that Jeff Neal just didn't have. Yeah, you know beautiful striking, beautiful striking. Oh, he's a G. Yeah. But um, when I say that, like, listening to, I overheard uh, Duke Rufus and, uh, you know, I was listening to Anthony Pettis's Corner. And part of me was, when I was watching it, I was comparing it to, like, uh, Eugene Berryman. Yeah. And, like, Brad Riddell in the CKB Corner and how they talk and what they say and the things that they're talking about. And it's just there's levels to this. And if he thinks he's going to go down and go for a title run, it's not going to be even plausible with that kind of coaching. Do you know what I mean? No, no knock on um Duke Rufus because he's, he's obviously...
0: He's one of the best though.
1: He's yeah. one of the best in the game. He, one of the best, but then where do you rate him when there's someone that's like literally five times better just comes in and shows you how it's done and gets three champions in one year? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Sorry, you know, two champions in one year, going up for a third belt by the start of 2021. Yeah, you know, well, like yeah. bringing new guys in, like, oh, and like I think the reason why I'm saying this is because I I heard, I heard him yell something from the corner, and then Anthony didn't do it. He did something else. I think it was that spinning sidekick thing. If you rewatch it, yeah, and uh. You heard Duke Rufus yell from the corner, do that. Do do that. Like do whatever that was. You're never gonna hear that from like a CKB corner. Do yeah. that. Do whatever that was. That's you know, for that's sure. like uh, okay. Like Well, I you're almost know.
0: improvising at that point because you know there's maybe Duke Rufus falls into that category of those coaches who you wanna see them get or, you know, a lot of these coaches um, are kind of there just for credit, right? Like, these guys are there mostly just to feed off of the, you know, yeah. if, if, if Anthony Pettis wins and he credits Duke Rufus, you know, that's the big win
1: for him. Oh, well, Duke Rufus is, you know, he's deserved for credit. I, I believe that Anthony Pettis was with him when he got the strap. But what I'm saying is just like the, the technicality has changed. The game has changed.
0: Yeah, and not, you just have
1: not, to adapt. If you're a coach, you're not going to have a champion that's going to be a champion if you're going to tell them to do that. Yeah. Do whatever that was, you know what I'm saying? You need to have game plans on game plans with technical, technical data. And I just don't know. Even these guys like big gyms, big-name gyms, they're just a step off the pace when it comes to being technical. And it's just because of this other guys. Like it's like almost like trying to catch up with the, with the um with the Russians with wrestling. You know, you're just too far behind. Yeah. And like
0: they're light years away, pretty much. And it's yeah, it's going to take some sort of gap. There's there's a weird gap that you know for some reason. You know, the example you used in American wrestling versus the Russian wrestlers is it's just uh, it's it's such a huge gap, mm-hmm. and it's almost like it's not even worth trying to catch up. Because by yeah. far, they're already like years away by the time you've caught up to where they were.
1: And like, I'm still... The, the reason why I also bring up the Russian wrestlers is I'm still like... I'm thinking about when he's like, I'm going to go to 55 and go for the title. The first thing that pops into my head is Khabib. He's still there. He still has a title. They're never going to fight. That's not going to happen. But imagine what Khabib would do to Anthony Pettis. It would not be a fear fight. It wouldn't be even.
0: Yeah, do you think I feel like I feel like most of these guys that say that you know we we hear them all the time. You know, oh, I want to want, want my last run at a belt. I want my run, You know, last yeah, run at this. We've heard that so many times, and I feel far like far. obviously these guys are saying that most of the time, just mostly to try to get themselves mentally into a place where they're like, you it's know, where the they feel like they can, yeah, of course. Um, but you know, I'm just I'm, I'm glad Anthony Pettis. <laughs> finished got off the W contract, got the W and let's see where his value is at. Um, I feel like it makes sense that he doesn't stick around considering the direction that we've seen with the UFC going in the direction of cuts. I, think, right? I feel like he might go to Bellator, right? I mean, uh, who knows?
1: Yeah. What I would, what I think is, cause he beat Stephen Thompson not that long ago too. He's no slouch, but he's a, nope. he's a, he's a big name guy. That's never going to have a belt. There's a few of those guys in the UFC. Luckily enough, he's already fought. There's a ton right of gatekeepers. There. Yeah, Yeah. But, like, big yeah, big names that are never going to get belts. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, it would be a great fight to see him fight. Like, uh, RDA, RDA, unfortunately, team, if you're listening and watching, he's a step off the championship pace. You know what I'm saying? Like, look at it like this. There's a race car track, and uh, Ruben is getting one minute flat times on the race car track, but I'm getting one minute 20 seconds. I'm just not going to catch up in the limited time that I have, there's too much of a gap in uh, competition here. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah.
1: And it's a lot in fighting. RDA is good, but we saw what Khabib did to him. RDA is good, but we all know what Conor would do to him. It would flush flatline him. And it's simple as that. And there's, and there's a look at Justin Gagey. Probably, you know what I mean? Like, you can look at the guys, the, the guys at the top and everyone I just mentioned would murder Anthony Pettis. And I really like Anthony Pettis, but that's just the facts. And yeah. it's, it is what it is, and we're talking about it, and I, there's no hate. I like him. And good win, too. And uh, in my opinion, yeah, he should go to free agency.
0: Yeah, I value.
1: And, and go, towards, go towards who has the most dollars to give him. Maybe maybe the UFC does because they, they pay well. They set you up, maybe. Um, <laughs> go there and fight some of those big names that are never going to have belts. You don't, want to be, you don't want to be making a title run because you might have to fight a nobody like Dan Hooker. No, I'm, I'm obviously a huge Dan Hooker fan. He just doesn't have a big name, and he's a murderer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if Anthony Peters goes to 55, he's going to get as far as someone like that, and they're just going to... The, the, just like I said with the track times, the skill level... there's too big of a gap there you know what I'm saying
0: I I gotta say what Pettis like I think um you know I I agree with all those points the one thing that I would say with him is um uh, even though he got the W tonight and as much as we both love him you know I want to close it off on this and say um you know Showtime Pettis wouldn't usually be on a preliminary card Right, he wouldn't be on the prelims. Um, and this is
1: a pretty stacked card. Um, I still don't think he should be on the prelims. I think he should be the. the no, he should uh, be like the said, third fight. <laughs> yeah, he should be not the co main event, but the one before that. Probably yeah, so
0: be. I mean, if the UFs, but you know, it was a stacked card last night considering. Um, I, yeah, but mm-hmm. it is what it oh, is well, with Pettis, right? You know, last, so. The yeah, last
1: thing I'll say on Pettis is that he's, um, he's a youthful fighter. That's dipping into his older age. So, whatever's going to, so he's at a crossroads now. You know what I mean? Like, he needs to be present and understand that what he does, is, you know, he's a G either way. Yeah. I I think he should go free agency and go in that direction if it was me. Yeah, play it oh, out. He's no, a beast, good win. But, yeah, uh, yeah. All love. I'm a fan. Yeah. I'll pay to watch him fight. Love you showtime, but uh, it's
0: not showtime right now because I mean, there's a few, there's a few fights that, you know, this card for me was super fun. Let's I'm going to put this out there, but uh, I, I don't think that many of the fights were needle movers. I think the one needle moving fight was probably Jose Aldo and Marla Chito Vera. And I think you and I would probably agree with this. Steven Wonderboy Thompson, Jeff Neal, great main event. You saw the amazing striking. We'll analyze that fight a bit after, but yeah. the point I want to make is out of this entire card, Um, The one for me that that I can look at because you, you know, the way that I look at fights is a little bit different to you is, you know, what is the next step, right? So let's say these guys all fought and I look at that card prior to it. I was saying it's not much of a needle mover mover card um, unless it had Kamzat Kumaev and Leon Edwards, which was supposed to be the main event before Leon tested positive for COVID.
1: That would have been huge. Would have been a yeah, huge fight, choose. but
0: now they're 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 obviously rescheduled for sometime in 2021. Yeah. You know, f- for me looking at that card last night and then watching it out, playing it out, I said, dude, I'm <clears> absolutely right. <throat> Cheeto Varan, Josie Aldo is the only needle, needle mover. Josie Aldo won the fight. Beautiful kicks, by the way. I mean, just full form, Josie Aldo, featherweight champion style. Just saw it all display last night. Um, and then he it's called based. out he called out TJ Dillashaw. And I feel yeah. like that is yeah. the right fight to make for TJ to come back off of the suspension. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts?
1: Uh, it's really hard to say who won that one because TJ has been out for so long. Exactly. And Aldo did look really, really good. Like Incredible. Really, really
0: good And Chito Vera is no slouch, man. One of the best in the game.
1: What I will say, though, yeah, Chito Vera is a beast. If that went five rounds, that may have gone a different way. Seriously. Um, but... It was too much too soon for Cheeto Vera. Like, uh, he hasn't fought anyone of the caliber that, of Jose Aldo. Al- Aldo's resume has got to be one of the best in the UFC right now. And he yes. is, he is a not slowing down, really. He's still got that same snap in his punches. He's ripped. The boy's jacked. Oh, he looked good too. He was mm. sharp and crisp and he had wicked movement, sweet hands, sweet kicks. And like, what I will say about that fight is nothing really phased him. Like he kept the 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 mind on the prize now credits to Jose and you know shout out to Cheeto, but um one thing that we've seen with Jose Aldo is that when he when he starts getting into a bit of adversity, he falls off. One thing we know about another thing we know about him too, he doesn't have a hell of a lot of cardio to go a distance fighting that that pace. he held a strong pace, you know what I'm saying, yeah, uh, we did see a. Uh, uh, a tide change, like three quarters of the way through that fight, with Cheeto, like just his pressure wasn't so much his ability; it was more of his just his initial pressure that he was putting on him, and he was taking everything that Aldo gave him. Like he took some some nasty body shots, which would drop a lot of people. And Cheeto Vera's tough as tough as they come, bro. He just kept walking towards him. You know what I mean? Pressuring and pressure and pressure him, but then. We saw the skill level, and this is where I'm going to go back to. There's levels to this. That's the first thing that I thought when they started striking. I was like, oh, Cheeto very mucky." finished. You know what I mean? That's what I was thinking. There's levels to this. And then as soon as they started grappling, again, there's levels to this, bro. You know, Aldo is a, a veteran. He, t- he, 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 he tied him up like a pretzel and did what he wanted with him. And if he had done that in the first minute of the first round, the same thing would have happened. He probably would have choked him out. You know what I mean? But he is he is so good and so confident in his striking right now. He is on form. And he's like on, on form. Like he's firing. You know what I mean? So someone like TJ who's had is it a two-year layoff, it's been a minute.
0: Yeah, it's been a minute since he last fought. And he, the last time he fought was uh, when he lost his title.
1: Yeah, so that's a tough fight for TJ to come back to. I yeah. think... TJ should try and get. I know that he's already beaten Cody, but maybe he should go for Cody because I believe, in my opinion, that Cody's probably the easier fight, better stylistic matchup for TJ. And uh, Jose Aldo is a monster, a serious serious monster.
0: So I think that agreed with the the scenario there. Um, Yeah, I think Cody is probably the next play, but I'm trying to think now. Has Cody leveled up since the last time that they fought enough? look at that fight and say wow Cody it's going to be a different result or maybe the fight plays out differently maybe it goes to a decision because I feel like Cody is leveled up but he hasn't been championship material I mean he he did that against Dominic Cruz but they prepared so long for that fight they were able to you know emulate his style but when it came to a TJ Dillashaw who just has so many different levels to this shit it was a completely different game for him so I mean have have we like I'm just trying to think Cody hasn't if we put those two back in the cage, are we I don't think we're going to see a different result. I mean, we're just we're we're giving TJ a, a W here, oh, no. yeah, only yeah, yeah, for yeah. him to walk into yeah, another sure. fight with Jose. So are we only delaying the inevitable? If we go that
1: route? Um, I really don't know, bro, but um, shit, I don't know. Well, TJ was still talking about 125, which didn't work out last time, so maybe let's not do that again. But I do know what you're saying. No, I don't think that Cody Garbrandt has leveled up enough to overcome that mountain of CJ Delisho. And No, I don't think he's at the level to beat Jose Aldo right now. Best chance to beat Jose Aldo is if he had a five-rounder. If he had five rounds to work with him, we see Jose... Or if you're off. Conor McGregor. <laughs> and yeah, you
0: need only, you need only have 49 seconds. Uh,
1: pe- people... <laughs> people um, that. Conor McGregor is the most underrated fighter in the UFC. The most underrated. He is better than you think. You know what I mean? And then when you look at what he did, boy, that's why I say right now with the 55ers, there's no one there that even beats him close. And you know what I predict, what I think is going to happen? I'm going off topic a little bit here because you talked about Conor and I got excited. All right? Are your pads tingling? Is your ass tingling a little bit? No, so what I think I'm going to predict this now. He beats Dustin Poirier in uh, fat style, like easily. Oh, I think, he lines him. Him. Yeah, I think he flatlines him. Probably. And then, him. and then after the fight, he gets on the mic and who does he ask for? I
0: think he goes Khabib.
1: Of course. Of course. Of course. Of course. It's, it's not even a question. K- Khabib in Russia. That's the fight.
0: Oh, he says Khabib in Abu Dhabi, right? Nah
1: russia brother well i mean russia
0: dude if, if covid's still around they're gonna run right. they're gonna run abu dhabi and still do those crazy ass parties out in abu dhabi um let's see if we can talk to dana and get out there
1: <laughs> i only fights once in january all right next january not the one coming up the one after that we'll see could be no i don't know but uh i'm just talking shit right now but um <laughs> i would like him <laughs> to call out. i would like to call i'd like him to call out. could be and maybe he gets, he pulls his ass out of bed, and he's probably got the power to do it, bro. And if he beats, if he beats Dustin, good. And if he's respectful, because if he gets on there and just abuses the shit out of him, Khabib's gonna be like, ah, I'm not doing that again. I'm not going through that. shit. Yeah, you
0: don't want to jump over the cage again. Nah.
1: So I mean, let's so let's go back to I mean, no, we oh, talked yeah. about back to, back to our fight night. I wanna, yeah. So Cody
0: and TJ could be the next fight. Um, you know, with Cody's a different topic because now I'm thinking about is Cody good enough to even beat Davison figueredo Is he good enough to beat a Brandon Moreno? No. Um, so
1: My who knows? I don't want I don't even want to see Cody Gabber in at 125. He's a big 35. Keep him at
0: 135. I think just keep that division stacked because it's nice if TJ Deloshokum is back, Jose stays there. Um, and who knows what happens also with Sugar Sean O'Malley, too, right? I mean, give them um,
1: I think that's a fight. I think Sugar Sean. Cody Garberin is the fight. Yeah,
0: I think, well, they were talking shit on Twitter too, so it makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. That problem
1: well, is, uh, yeah, but I,
0: I want to know what happens next for Chito Vera because they're, the UFC was clearly trying to build him up um, to get him a title shot. You know, what does no, it play for him?
1: He doesn't lose a lot from this loss. Well, because it's Jose it Aldo.
0: That's only, can,
1: only because it's Jose yeah. Aldo, I feel. Exactly, though, but it's still, he's, he's, he fought the, he's the number 15 guy, fought number seven he fought the one of the greatest featherweights of all time he fought if not the fight.
0: best if not he the fought greatest.
1: one of the, he fought one of the goats and he done well so all he can all that's going to go is he's going to get a little blemish on his record people were going to remember him from that performance because he didn't do shit you know what I mean he did really good he was pressuring him he was in his face the entire time and he, not for a second did he look like he was out of that fight
0: yeah
1: if that was a five rounder I would have probably gone and said look I think Jose might slow down if Vera can keep that same pressure that he has, and now he knows not to tangle with him on the map at all. He has zero cord in him, that guy too, cheeto Vera and Hel- jose aldo well we've seen we've seen him buckle and fold and quit and want to look for a way out like a lot so
0: do you think do you think so? I'm now thinking I think you have to run Aldo and Dillashaw, and do you think the winner of that? gets the shot at Piotr Jan or after the fact, after Piotr Jan and Aljamain Sterling
1: match up? Because I think there's there's something there. Dude, I think that Aljamain Sterling gets that belt and he holds on to it and everything and And he's going to be the guy to beat. And he's the he's the king of the division for a hot minute. That's what I think. He he, he lost to Marlon, got stiffened out, but if they run that fight back. There's a fight that, you know, kill him um cory sandhagen's there as well like this cory sandhagen's yeah. probably the probably the best on his feet best with his hands you know striking wise covid sneeze um <laughs> you're being
0: crazy man we don't have covid by the way guys nah i'll keep into my bubble
1: i'm not even drinking coffee dude. i'm just drinking water
0: oh very nice well, I, can, I can hear you slurping kind of asmr in the background yeah, um, actually, you know that's some ASMR, man. You start should, yeah. we should start eating on the show too.
1: Yeah, we should. <laughs> Food truck diaries. Nah, um, I don't know. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of things that need to line up in there, and there's we're all just we just speculated right now, so we don't actually have a clue. We're just wishful thinking that they make uh, TJ Dillashaw fight Jose Aldo, but it's it's probably that's gonna uh, be a hell of a fight, though. I mean, if that yeah, happens, well, maybe the, the thing the thing is we're only going off what jose aldo called out you know what i mean like but i think it makes sense though it always makes sense you know tj regardless tj left as a contender it makes sense to you and me but it might not make sense to sean shelby and
0: fine but we're 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 not sean shelby and we're not we're not uh the matchmaker yeah we're, we're we are Trent McGregor and Ruben On Gallon Jr. on the Full Mount Podcast, and we make all the decisions here. So <laughs> yeah, uh, all, <laughs> all our wishful less. thinking happens. Uh, I think I think it makes sense because you're, you're talking about a championship contender, TJ Dillashaw, who as I mean, he's never really lost the belt, but then he's also been PUD. So the whole the whole the whole conversation with TJ is pretty messy. But regardless, he was a pretty damn good champion contender. I think it just makes sense for him to come back, fight Jose Aldo, who's probably going to move up in the rankings. And then yeah. that's kind of the fight to wait on, um, you know, depending on what happens with Piotr Jan and, and Aljamain Sterling. And I, I agree with Aljamain Sterling. I think once he gets a hold of that belt, if he doesn't, when he does.
1: He's um, the best fighter in the division. I don't
0: He's think the there's best. anyone taking it away.
1: He's the best guy there. He just sometimes in the sport, the best fighter doesn't always win. Um, and, he's the best fighter in the division by like landslide. He's got a little bit of work to do. Can I say this? I but think, I, I think when but Ster- skill, skill wise, he's yeah. the best skill guy. Yeah.
0: Well, I would say, um, one of the predictions I make with Sterling is, uh, if he holds on to that belt or once he captures it, I think we're going to see a similar dominance to what we've seen with Adesanya.
1: Yeah. And that's a pretty
0: bold prediction, but, because, I Pio, well, I think Piotr Jan is really good. Josie Aldo is really good. T.J. Delshaw, we oh, need to see what he looks good. like when they come back. They're all these are guys are the 135 division is is slowly getting yeah. stacked again, um, and they're I stacked. want to see how play, it, it it is stacked. So that's why I'm stacked. saying. But if Aljamain Sterling takes a hold of that belt, and you and I are pretty much in agreement with to how good he is technically, skill wise, and just fight IQ and just athleticism and attributes. The dude has everything. And then when you're talking about appearance as a star, he checks yeah. off all the boxes. Bang, 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 bang. He's, he's the UFC cool can pour in all kinds of money and resources into the dude to market the shit out of him. Mm-hmm. And they, he's going to headline yeah. cards and, and and he's going to get those pay-per-view guys at some point similar to that of uh, Israel Adesanya. Yeah, so I mean, I guess my last point on that was only to say I think Aljamain Sterling will have a dominant run if and when he captures the title. Um, yeah. And then he ends up checking all the boxes to become a star for the UFC. And, uh, you know, just for someone like myself, person of color, and, and someone like you who has been pretty outspoken on supporting that as well is, you know, we get, we're going to get black champions across the board, Kamar Usman, right? We're going to get, it. you know, it's, it's great. It's great. This it's
1: is, great. This, this is not a, this is not at any, this is not a racist sport one bit, bro. Not at all. Yeah. Any. People try and make it that way with the whole like, uh, Colby Covington and Tyron Woodley, but no one really cares about that because I'm sh- you know what I'm saying? Like it's at the end of the day, it's, it, it's just fighting and we're all, we're all in the same space. You know, yeah. all res- first thing you learn is respect. Don't discriminate. No one. I, lo- I love it's it a, though. It's I'm a beautiful sport for that. Isn't it?
0: I mean, just think about how many international fighters and Khabib dominant champion Right. You're talking about, you know, Alex Volkanovski from literally the far east of the world. And, and then you're talking about, you know, uh, Kamar Usman, you know, Dude, it's, it, it's really just it's amazing. beautiful. It's just the awesome. Sport. Yeah.
1: Most diverse sport on the planet.
0: It's great. You have yeah. so many different guys winning titles, standing at the top of the heap, <clears> you know, in places where they never thought they'd be. So, I mean, I think with, with that being said, um, you know, it's, it's beautiful to watch. And lately, I've just been happy with, you know, obviously the conversation has been about social justice this whole year. Um, but we've seen the UFC pour in resources into all these guys becoming stars. Like you see Davison Figueredo, right? Um, you see Kamaru Usman, you know, uh, Israel Adesanya, you know. And, and it's just awesome seeing that the guys who are leading by example, mm-hmm. these champions, and, and and are all from different spaces and
1: different walks. Dude, it's pretty, it's unique. It's unique. Yeah. Um, awesome. Moving on, was Greg Hardy the next fight? Was he the first fight? On the he was... <laughs> hey, I got it. I'm gonna ask you something. What did I, what did I say last time when Greg Hardy fought? What did I say was going to happen in his next fight? I, oh, said like, I, gar- I said, I guarantee you he don't win his next fight. <laughs> I Guarantee it, a hundred percent. I don't what... care who he fights, he's not gonna win. What happened? Because, well, in his last fight, he won the fight. Probably a, an early stoppage, and old mate that he had knocked out was still in it. And if and um, Greg Hardy had an asthma attack, <laughs> nah, he, he literally couldn't breathe for 15 20 minutes.
0: And he's in and the, the post, post like, and he's the, in the post uh, like post oh. fight interview, too. Yeah, you know, I just want to fight and continue to get better and go out there. <laughs> and continue to perform and improve and fight the best guys in the heavyweight division.
1: (laughs) And having no cardio and being a woman beater at the same time, I just can't support you, mate well i'm
0: glad he got his ass knocked out in the
1: first round or second round happen. sorry i told um, you i fucking told all of you motherfuckers listen <laughs> to that listen to that episode all right go back i told you greek hardy wasn't gonna win and he didn't because he doesn't have any cardio because he doesn't know what a treadmill is and because he's he has bad karma coming for him that's what well, you get uh, well ha- we're um, happy about that right um yeah we're not rooting for you anymore either You're, you here at the Full Mountain Podcast, we do not condone Hidden women, so we're yeah. moving on. One hundred
0: percent. We will not speak of Redacted's name ever again. <laughs> uh, dude, should have Rob...
1: put. They should have put Anthony Peters there, and they should have put him the. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Have have him be the freak show because that's all. Like oh, touching on Greek Hardy, people, everybody knows that he's not going to be a Uf, he's not going to be a UFC champ. If you think that, then you are uh, just not that clued up on
0: so well, he's clearly a money grab right
1: he, he's a bit of a freak because he played in the nfl and he's huge and he knocks people out occasionally and he's a beast and he's a known name like he's a big beast of a, a human you know yeah. what i'm saying but we um, wouldn't say
0: the stuff to his face would we
1: shit no but i would hit him with my car <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean like i'm not gonna mess with him but if he was to mess with me it's unfair it's not right so um i'm grabbing some bro but <laughs> leave care. it at that leave if it's it at the that. truth if it's the truth we're not going to hold back <laughs> it just is what it is and, and we everybody knows but no nah, he's more of like a he's on greg he's more of like a he's more of a he, people just watch him because he's in the fc he's like a freak show you know what i mean yeah. he does he has f- for his ability his name's huge for his actual ability and the guys that he has behind him he has got some of the best coaches in the world. He's got some of the best coaching in the world. He's got savages in his court. Like, you know what I mean? Uh, Din Thomas. Like, dude, like, the, the, the he's got world-class coaching. People are really backing Did, this guy. Well,
0: he doesn't have world-class knowledge or common sense. So let's just leave it at that. Yeah, yeah um, let's, Hey, Actually, bro,
1: you know what? You know what? what? He's, he has no cardio. You know, no, I'm not scared of that guy. I can jog some. Uh, <laughs>
0: jog. Or, 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 what day are you? Day 33 now out of 100?
1: Is that oh, what you're I'm on? Day 47.
0: Holy shit. Is that how far back I am? Sorry, Matt. I don't keep up with you. Bro, there's 100 days. Well, I, this is, yeah. uh, I'm starting my creatine load today. I'm the weightlifting, like heavy as shit now. So Nice. We're, yeah, sorry, guys. I'm not training KB right now because, like, literally there's nowhere to train. Um, shout out to my Muay Thai coach, Aaron Blanchett. Love you, bro. I'm
1: going to be, I'm going to be working with uh, Dinas. Shout out to Dinas. I'm Dennis King, the other
0: day. Our former coach, our I'm man itching, at UFC bro. gym. Man.
1: I'm itching. We'll I'm get itching. him on the show.
0: We'll get him on the show sometime soon too. But uh, um, Rob Font, up. hey,
1: Rob Font, Rob Font. Oh, dude's a savage. Oh, dude. Dude's a savage. Yeah, he's a beast. Yeah nasty ass hands man and he fought Woo. marlon marias yeah to be honest i wasn't that pumped for that fight eh? i was just like uh it's just because we didn't yeah, know who rob font was was a nobody yeah i, I kind of knew i knew who he was well i thought marlon Marais was he was beat him. he was not on my radar he's on my radar now 100 100 yeah that's a great fight for tj he called out tj Delashaw. The weakest way possible after a solid fight like that. Just, I would, I would, TJ Dillashaw, if you want to fight when you come back, like maybe we can do that. Uh, you know, like, and I was like, okay, it's, ne- it's never going to work.
0: But you love, you, <laughs> love, just... you love that it's happening though, because TJ gets off suspension next month.
1: Yeah, and I, I think thinking. that's. I think that's not. I don't know if that's a good fight for TJ too. TJ struggles with like longer guys that are a little bit taller, a little and bit longer. How, than him. how fun would that be? That's as kryptonite, how fun right?
0: That, how fun would that be, though? Rob Font and uh, TJ Dillashaw. That'd be That'd kind be of fun. A great fight. Yeah, or I'll or sign me up. Or what if we just say screw it and put Rob Font against Josie Aldo? <laughs> yeah that's a really good
1: fight Ooh, they would just would stand almost, in the
0: pocket like like Piotr jan and josie did. they would just stand in the pocket
1: i would almost pick rob Font in that fight i don't know that's a bro tough, he's tough dangerous fight.
0: that was like that was yeah. one of the most impressive performances that i've seen as the thing
1: late. the thing is this these lot of these guys they're not going anywhere man like, w- like what i mean when i say they're not going anywhere is that uh Jose Aldo has two rounds at the pace that he fights at, with his explosiveness and his muscle that he carries, and his the way that he fights isn't super efficient. So he really he only has a couple of rounds in him, and then he buckles and f- and folds, like what Max made him do two times in a row. Yeah, and what Alex Volkanovski made him do, like you you see him slow down. This these guys like, Rob Font, not going anywhere. Uh Jermaine Sterling, he's not going anywhere. Same with PD Young. St- stays in the fight. They, they've all got five rounds yeah. at a high pace. These guys are s- savages. Savage. Dude. Savages. You know, and <laughs> that's a, that's, a, <laughs> that's high a great that division is so good, man. I just I mean, can't so stop good. talking about it, dude. I know. So Rob fine is a beast. Watch out for that guy because he's 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 leaving footprints and he's he's coming in hot. Like he, he's, he's definitely a top five contender for sure.
0: Are we talking ourselves into saying that that fight was a needle mover? Because now I'm like pretty much convincing myself that that might have moved the needle a bit for that division. Because if
1: Marlon Moraes
0: gets cleaned out like
1: that. The reason why it wasn't a mo- needle mover, Ruben, is because could you just imagine walking around the street right now? Because this is how you got to look at it. Yeah, to the. You got to. uh, I'm just trying to use an analogy here. Imagine if you went down to Vancouver and it's not COVID and everyone's walking around like normal and you grabbed a microphone and said, hey, (laughs) I've got free tickets to come and watch Marlon Mariahs fight Rob Font. And do you know what would happen? Everyone would just like keep going about their day. Nothing would change. You might get a couple of people that would come over and just want free shit. Okay, that's what would happen, Ruben. But if you, you know, that's Dude, the middle, that so good. That's my analogy, bro. And we can, you know, and we can use that for everything now. Because if you get up on there and you out, you start yelling out Khabib, bro, you're going to have the Middle East. You're going to have Russia. Oh, you're going to have everyone who supports Khabib, which is, you know, he's pretty, you're yeah. going to get yourself a riot going on there, bro. Have you seen what they do in Dagestan too? Mate. Have you seen what they do over there with their AK 47s? <laughs> and the... seriously, man. They're crazy Dude. over there, bro. And they do oh, that in the street. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So that's why that's why we weren't excited for Rob Font. Oh man, eyes. can you imagine if we
0: give the mic to Trent? Anyway, downtown? Like I don't uh, know downtown Vancouver uh, Robson Square. <laughs> hey yo, you guys want free tickets to watch Marlon Rice.
1: And- <laughs> you know how many oh. people I will get? Three, and they would just be people that would want free shit. That'd be three know.
0: people out of the thousands
1: walking downtown. <laughs> I would have to. I would oh. have to. I would literally have to go somewhere and just look for cauliflower. Bro, even if it where I went, bro, if even I, if, if I seen some cauliflower in. as well, Ooh, free tickets to Marlon Rice. Yeah, some of them would
0: be like, "Who the hell is that guy?" I box.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, oh, I a at school.
0: Man, oh, also, I just want to say, if, since, since we're talking about boxing, just a little bit. Uh, Canelle clean house on that guy last night, hey? He did. I didn't that was, watch that, it. That was literally one of the easiest fights I've ever seen Canelo fight. I mean, it was just dominance yeah. from beginning to end. So it's that's hard. It's that's, hard to, that's it's hard to watch boxing.
1: It's hard.
0: I think it's I think it's a beautiful art. And I think it's a, it's like, for me, because it's hands only. You know, there's, there's just, uh, there's an art to it. There's almost like trying to fit Tetris pieces into one another because boxing yeah. is so specific to parts of the body and your head.
1: Have um, you boxed before, Ruben? You fought in a boxing fight?
0: No, never done boxing fight. I've done boxing only, only sparring. Bust it's, threat.
1: yeah, I just want to kick
0: yeah. the guy in the face. <laughs>
1: it just sometimes boxes are just too good bro yeah (laughs) especially when you play the yeah i don't know
0: yeah it's a different game bro like trying to you know i i there was this one guy he was a pro former pro boxer in in france and uh me and the bill used to spar with him and the first time i sparred with him oh my god i was getting lit up yeah because it was just boxing i remember watching him before that a week before we started training with the guy he was at saturday kickboxing with Dennis. And it was boxing only because he didn't have shin pads. Right. So obviously he's just boxing only, but everybody else was wearing shin. So it was like supposed to be KB sparring. And they were talking about advanced sparring. Um, The guy was getting lit up with the hands. Some big dude got pissed and just swept the guy. (laughs) Bro, he swept the dude and he kicked him. And Dennis is like, hey, no kicking. He doesn't have shin pads on. And the guy just continues to, to, to ram him, man, just hands yeah. on, just, Oh my God. It was actually hilarious to watch like a boxer against a kickboxer. Because if you said no kicks, no, nothing, hands only, like the kickboxer is done. But if you said, Hey, we're just going to fight do the boxers done in 10 seconds.
1: Yeah. That's the problem with boxing. eh? like if you're the, if you're a boxing champion of the world, you, there's still a lot of guys that don't, have never had a boxing fight that walk around the street and would fuck you up, like a like a black belt in ju- uh, sorry a purple belt in jiu-jitsu. You know what I mean? Like that that evens up the game. It doesn't or a, a blue belt even doesn't even matter if all you if all you are is a boxer. Stop talking shit you,
0: about us white belts, man.
1: And yet, bro, I'm a white belt too. Straight up, <laughs> serious. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I have my gi in the in the in the hanging up in the back room and it never comes out. So I've, I've used my U, <laughs> I've used my
0: UFC gi like maybe four times. Everything else has been Noki
1: Did you get a free UFC gi?
0: Yeah, I did. I got the nice black one, and then Jay oh, Ager. He, shout out to our guy Jay Ager. Gave me the nice white belt. I love Man, Jay. Beautiful.
1: Shout out to Jay. We
0: got to get him on the show too.
1: Dude, he's a beast. Love, love him. him.
0: Dude, his jujitsu improved so much from like the past year, and yeah. then he left. <laughs> <laughs> then he left.
1: Yeah, yeah. He's he he's still he's hopefully well, sh- hopefully we can get him on here and drag his ass back into the onto the mats if yeah COVID goes Man, away. Man, dude, he um, choked me
0: out so many times in my first ski class. Oh really? my god, yeah, bro. They do. They all abuse me, bro. Shit.
1: Yeah. but I think I was. Yeah, I was almost one of the ones that introduced him. He'd done a little bit of jujitsu, but yeah, working at North Van and that. We he played. loved Davi's class. Yeah, me, Nick, and Davi. And yeah. I, I love Davi's class, bro. I Davi's. never got to take his. I always
0: took PJ's and Dennis's.
1: I like them all. I've never done a PJ's class, just Davi's and Dennis's.
0: It's hard to understand, PJ, because, hey,
1: what do you guys yeah.
0: <laughs> Like, to you, you, you know, all the guys, you're going to do this spider roll, and then you're going to yeah. grab the gear, and then you're going to move this hard. And you go, take the arm, and you do, i triangle. Yeah. I'm like, what did you just
1: say? The best thing about Davi is that he shows you. He shows you in, like, live live action. Yeah. Like, during rolling. Like, he... do can do anything you want to see anyone. He's a beast. Anything he wants. And he just show you. See, you go like a DS. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and Dennis, I used to do the... Um, we we'll have money on here soon, but... I used to be his assistant for the kids' classes. Yeah, yeah. And he would always use me as his, uh, like, as his his, 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 his showing them the technique, you know what I'm saying? And hurt me every time. The dude's, like, 207 pounds, like, lay inside control. And I'm just like this, and he's, like, like telling the kids, this is how you get extra pressure, kids. And he just, and then he would just chill there and talk to them while he was Yeah, have his oh. Knee, when I always have his knee on me, like, Ugh, Ugh. And, I'm, and he's like, you're 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 right, man. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. fucking hell. So yeah, that sucks. But, but you um, get
0: you get to a point where you do it to someone and they get so used to it. Like I was doing it to Jay where we were practicing uh, I think it was like a, I don't know, some sort of spider roll, I can't remember what it was. And then we try and then you would try to transition into a to try to a triangle choke. And I was trying to I was trying to learn about um, trying to cross my legs in the triangle and trying to get that right pressure and how to get my my left foot right under my knee, get that locked in as opposed to just having it at my ankles. And Jay would just, Jay would be there for five minutes and just go, Oh uh, yeah, you got to do it like this. And he would just hold it. I'm like, dude, are you not choking? He's like, I am, but you're not, it's not good enough. So I'm like, fuck man. Like now I feel like shit. (laughs) Cause I've got you in this triangle (laughs) choke for like four minutes, trying to demo it and trying to learn it. And you're telling me, Oh, it's not enough. (laughs) So it's like, you also you, all, you just get to the point where you've been a dummy so many times where you're just like okay well until it finally locks in you kind of just stay in that position even though it hurts like a bitch. Yeah. But uh, um. Man, we, we went on a full tangent. Like whatever. Yeah. Steven, yeah. Stephen Wonderboy just, Thompson, Jeff Neil, whatever.
1: I'm I'm, miss, <laughs> I'm missing training, bro. I want to get uh, back up in there. Yeah. Well, we gotta train sometime too, man. We gotta hit oh, some. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I wanna go in. I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah I'm I'm going. I wanna go in. I wanna get up and amongst it um yeah. what's going on wait we're missing something now well we steven
0: thompson and jeff Neal,
1: no, but oh that's it that's it and yeah guess what folks i said it three times there's levels to this and that's exactly what steven thompson showed last night he showed jeff neil there's levels to this and i'm gonna yeah i just too good too good everywhere too good everywhere. Even when they were getting into those firefights at the end, when Stephen Thompson's leg was a little bit out of it, he's still better. He's still outstrucking him everywhere. The numbers must have been insane. The only thing that Jeff Neal had was pressure, but every time he closed the distance, he got peppered.
0: 100 uh, percent. He got smacked every time on the way in, and, and um, it's hard. It's kind of hard to pressure a guy with with so who's so good at distance control, and yes, someone who has so much in his bag, like Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. Like that first round was just. Um, when I watched that, it was just uh, he just completely broke Jeff Neal down.
1: Yeah, with any, they talk about this as CKB. Uh, people make it too complicated, it's not that complicated. It's like I, Stephen Thompson is probably one of my most watched people that I've watched. As far as like when I got fired Pass, I watched all of his shit, I watch all of his shit. He's one of those guys. I literally know what he's gonna do, what he's gonna do. You know what I mean? And just because I've watched him so many times, like I know does not what he does in certain stances and switches, I know what direction he's gonna go and all that shit. There's a lot of people that are in the same boat as me. Like I know Tyron Woodley, that's why he beat him twice, right? Well Drew. They drew they had a couple of boring fights. They were boring, but that is one. That's one way to beat him is make it boring. Now, Stephen Thompson uh, controls the pace. He controls you. You know what I'm saying? If you chase him, he'll fuck you up. If you, like uh, like Jeff Neal was, Jeff Neal was getting after him, like trying to pressure him. You don't need to chase someone to pressure them, bro. It doesn't work like that. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, Woodley just simply didn't get fall into his game. He literally went at his own pace. He kept where he needed to be and he he did what he needed to do, which was just enough to win. But a little tip, anyone as well, anyone who moves around like that and has a lot of movement in their game, kick the shit out of their legs. You know what I mean? Low calf kicks, whatever. The standard tie kicks, whatever. You know what I mean? The problem with Stephen Thompson is um yeah, his movement's so good, it's easier said than done, right? But just general knowledge. If someone has movement like that and gets around the cage like that, kick it, just focus on kicking him in the leg. Well, forget forget trying to hit him in the head. It's not going to happen. You're going to yeah. open yourself up and you're going to be exposed and he's going to smack you three, four times. You know what I mean? Forget about trying to close the distance and get in the your hands. It's not going to work. You're going to get out of the way. He's going to fuck you up. What you need to be doing is you need to keep it really, really simple. Don't chase him. Cut him off a little bit. Take the center and when you can and when, it, when the opportunity arises, low calf kick him. Don't just do it naked either. So, like, uh, you know, like a naked leg kick. So, you need to set up your kicks. You know what I'm saying? So, like, blind him with the hands. You don't need to hit him and then boom. Like Israel does it. You know, faint too. faint. Make him react. Bite on your feints and get him to respect you. And, um, the more you throw, the more data you give away. You know what I mean? This guy's reading you while he's dancing around running, he's not running at all, actually actually he's not running at all he's just being safe and he's setting you up to follow him, so that when you do follow him, he hurts you, you know what I'm saying, so slow it down play the fight at your your pace a little bit of blinding with the hand, set up your low kicks, and literally just focus on setting up your low kicks, controlling the center controlling the pace you know what i'm saying i feel like i'll do that with feints and it's yeah it's it's a it's a lot easier said than done i'm not saying that i could go in there and do it. it's not true it's just that's how you got to do it if you're someone at that level uh there's a lot of guys that could beat him you know what i mean like and there's a lot of guys that have gone in there and have been um absolutely handed to it by him because they chase him and they fall into his traps You notice that there wasn't a single time, even though he got hit pretty hard, he got trapped badly. Yeah. He never looked out of that fight. He never looked like losing. He was in control the entire time. He might have got caught with his fence up against the cage. He might have got hit with a couple of strong punches. But every single time there was an exchange, even if Jeff Neal come in and landed a strong right hand, uh, it was almost like uh Wonderboy just did what he wanted with him, just fucked him up a bit more and kicked him in the head and got out of there and started getting back to what he, his game plan. Like he controlled it. You know what I mean? And it was there's levels to this and that's all I gotta say. And Jeff Nil has a lot of work to do and he's not he's not an elite uh well to at that division just yet. He's got he's got there's a lot of guys ahead of him. Hey, we did miss something too. But um yeah. We missed Michael Pereira versus um
0: yeah Kaelin Chaos Williams yeah <clears throat>
1: well I just want to make a point
0: about Wonderboy Thompson Wonderboy. when you said about technically you know when you go into a fight with him a lot of these guys that stand sideways a lot of the time that's the game plan right because he's in that he's in that awkward karate sideways stance and and Connor does this a little bit too but I think you know Not as you, much. you but but you kind of summed it up cr- perfectly though it's it's easier said than done. Mm-hmm. wonder boy connor that, that, these guys that do it have such a beautiful the, movement it's so hard yeah. to catch these guys and because the, um you're, you're you're almost trying to you're trying to chase a car at high speeds basically um, Dude, but the driver of the car down
1: yeah well but you're the, the, you the the out of the tires but or
0: the, the driver of the car is is just like you know he's vin diesel and you are
1: vin diesel's Nel- not that good <clears> drive <throat>
0: <laughs> no. He's too fast and furious, man. Okay, Hold fine. On. He's 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 Toretto, Dominic Toretto. He's, T- he's D- Dominic Toretto. Yep. Uh, and you are a, a new driver in Vancouver. So you know that's that's the difference. That's kind of you know to to sum it up in some sort of analogy. That's I kind of how chances. I saw the fight last night. <laughs> yeah. Like, do you like your chances as a new driver in Vancouver? Mm-hmm. Are you are you a Lamborghini driver who slaps the N on the back,
1: dude? No, I, yeah, no, but there's plenty of those around Richmond.
0: Oh, 100%. Dude, yeah. you see Ferraris and I'm one, of those, I'm one of
1: those guys that as soon as he sees a snowflake, I'm just literally hanging off the handbrake all day. <laughs> 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 you asswipe. Nah, um, I'm yeah. just joking.
0: But, but uh, um, yeah, that being said about Thompson, uh, you know, he called out Jorge Masvidal after. So that's,
1: uh, he's already beaten Jorge Masvidal to a close split decision. Um, uh, I think uh, Jorge Masvidal is a better fighter now than what he was back then. Baddest mofo
0: versus the nicest
1: mofo? Bro, the baddest motherfucker every day of the week. On but that for,
0: but against the nicest mofo, that's that's a fun fight to watch again. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's a fun I think, fight. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to put it together. I just think that um, Jorge Masvidal has so much other shit in his sales that is going to pay him a lot more money. Yeah, like, uh, like he, he, like Jorge Masvidal's last fight was for a title that he took on a week's notice, and he did really, really well. And we haven't seen anyone do that well against Usman. And I've explained this previously about how I really do think that Jorge Masvidal can beat Usman with a full training camp, you know, and uh, a good game plan. And bro, he was close. Like it was little, literally cardio that lost him that fight last time, and that was it. And, and, yeah. and, if, and if he has more cardio, this is what I said last time. If he has more cardio, he has more confidence in his striking, which means he's going to throw more, which means he doesn't have to worry about being so efficient and holding back. He now can commit to things.
0: Well, that, yes. And he can be more efficient because I feel like, you know, yeah. the punches he's going to throw, he can throw at volume, but he's going to be able to read better because, you know, when you're tired, you just can't process mm-hmm. things correctly. Um, you know, so, you know, you know how that is. Uh, you can't do shit. Yeah, quick, quickly to Michelle Pereira and and everything before we finish off. Right. Um, it, Your thoughts, go. <laughs> uh, um, you know, obviously, I, I had cheered for Kaylin Chaos Williams because he came off two massive knockouts, um, and I'm I'm personally not a big fan of the gimmicks that Michelle Pereira does. Uh, he tried it against Tristan Connolly in Vancouver and got his ass whooped. Um, so yeah, so I mean, listen, man, it was just it, for me. It was just technically Michelle Pereira. This is the fir- this first time where I saw michelle Pereira, stop using the gimmicks um so often and and fight a more progressive fight and technically he looks good um i mean there were times he was dancing around and playing around and and i think it's very similar to what tony ferguson did for a while with all the weird awkward unorthodox stuff um yeah it doesn't work i don't think you know chaos williams fought a really good technical fight but it just you know skill level and maybe a little bit more experience on michelle Pereira's resume just kind of showed out and that's why he got the decision but uh, that fight for me was just you know kind of you know it was it was either i hope chaos williams knocks him out and the ufc continues to build him out or it's mm-hmm. you know or it's uh prayer wins and you know we move on to the next fight you know that's just kind of yeah. how i saw the fight go play out and and you know me again guys when i talk about fights it's always about what's the next step for these guys know, for me i don't give a damn now because you know Chaos Williams
1: lost that fight. I don't. Yeah, I don't look at um. I don't look at it. What's the next step? I do a little bit, but I'm more me I'm more focused on the skills and like what matches up with what. You know what I mean? What I thought with um, Chaos Williams is I didn't honestly, bro. I didn't take a hell of a lot away from him knocking out those two guys, because he's a puncher. He's not yeah. a striker. He's he's not a he's not a complete striker. He's a puncher. He has a great right hand. He knows how to set up his nut his two right. Um, he has a lot of power and he doesn't have a lot of anything else. Now, I was sort of seeing this was the fight where I was like, is this due to one trick pony? You know what I mean? It's easy or oh, not, not sorry, I take that back. When, when you're a puncher like that and you have that power and you have that weapon and all you do is you focus on that one thing and you don't really have a hell of a lot else going on for you and all you do is practice setting that up and landing it hard and early. It's not that hard to get a good couple of knockouts in a row, but that doesn't tell me that you are a uh, elite f- fighter. You know what I mean? And Michael Pereira, we've seen him a few times. We've seen him a number of times in the UFC. We've only seen Old Maid in there for 30 seconds, right? Yeah. Chaos Williams, I've only seen 30 seconds of him. Whereas Pereira, he's not bad. He's a pretty good fighter. Like he's well, it's actually.
0: Chaos's first test in the UFC, really.
1: He's very good. Pereira is very good. He's very athletic. He's very dangerous. He can kick you in the head from anywhere. You got to watch that guy. You know what I mean? Um, He's dangerous as shit. And with some good coaching and not being uh, sort of the way that he is, uh, he could be. Dude, he could really. He's young too. And like he, he, he's if with good coaching and just to slow it down a little bit because how embarrassing is it that you gassed out because you were doing backflips?
0: Well, that's, that's why he lost to like, Tristan Connolly, man. I mean, they were yep. talking about it on the broadcast too. Uh, the fact that he was so progressive and staying true to himself and not using all the gimmicks as opposed to using them maybe as feints and just hmm. things to throw them off the rhythm. It, it just looked like a much better technical fight from him that that we've ever seen, right? Yeah, well, and yeah. he found so much success throughout the fight, man. He was able to set up some beautiful blows. He was able to get the takedowns. I mean, it's it's just the, everything was so good.
1: The... Uh, the concerning part to me was the end of the second when Pereira just jumped on his back and put his hooks in and started choking him. Yeah. And Chaos Williams had that no answer seconds. for it. Yeah. No answer for it at all. Had no, had, you know what I mean? Just did everything wrong in that little moment. You know what I mean? And this is what I'm saying. Like, uh, I think he's only 26. Yeah. So what I will say, he was better. Chaos Williams was actually better And more well rounded than I actually initially expected. I thought that this guy was some
0: uh, artist. And that's just 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 some guy
1: with a right hand that knew how to smack people, but um like he's just not it takes a I don't know how to say this. (laughs) This this there's nothing more technical than uh like it's fighting another man in a cage, it's very like being a doctor. There's still a lot of shit going on you know you're problem solving this is high pace surgery going on here you need that kind of brain where you have every single technique under the sun you've done your homework you know what i mean your study you've got your qualifications you know what i mean and then you go in and, and then you go and um do your surgery whereas chaos williams is is still probably like as far as this sport goes and we're, we're looking at what i was talking about earlier with ckb and how technical they are and all their coaching it's almost like this guy's using Google to be a doctor. You know what I mean? Prescribe in, in a way. Like he's watching a Google bunch of YouTube he's videos. He's, yeah. he's learning shit on YouTube. You know what I mean? But he's young. He's only 26. And like I said, go back to what I said, I literally thought he was I th- he was better than what I thought he was. I thought he was going to get smoked. Well, I think like he's. I didn't know. Yeah. I think he's I a case that, of pure talent in coaching. Yeah. I thought if he. I hope he stays at it, dude, because he could yeah. be a savage. He could be a savage yeah. beast. When he's 30 in four years, he's only 26. Michael Pereira on the other land too, he's only 27. Michael Perry has way more experience than him though. But um And he his as much. I, I just think that um Yeah, like uh Chaos Williams, if he just keeps around, stays around, he had like he had some okay. Like he got up, went off off the ground once, up using the fence, and it was pretty technical too. It was pretty good, but there's only we've only ever seen him get up one time off off the mat. Yeah, you know, we've never we've never seen him grapple. When we have, he's been in trouble. Um, yeah, his find, striking his striking's good, but as soon as you as soon as you figure out to stay away from the right hand, uh, he's a puncher. He's back to being a puncher. You know what I mean? He had good pressure. He did throw a couple of kicks, but nothing.
0: Nothing effective, to be honest. Nah. Well, I got to say, with with uh, with that was Chaos a- Williams, it was fu- it was funny because DC and Bisping said, you know, um, in the third round when Chaos found himself on the ground, um, they said, "Let's see what he looks like with his back wh- when you he's know, on his I back."
1: Think? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was I was shocked. That, I think that, I got to say, I was like, yeah, he's that's he, where I was like, you go, you go. Yeah, I w- <laughs>
0: All I want to say about Chaos Williams, and I think he is a talent that just needs that coaching. I think he's a, such, such a raw talent that he needs, needs more experience in there. Mm-hmm. He needs another voice in there. He needs um, great training partners. Mm-hmm. And I think he just needs to hone it because he's got mm-hmm. so much potential um, and he's got so much raw ability, great athleticism. And if he's already doing that at 26 – Mate, like, I th- I think, and, and he put himself, he put a, he, he put on quite a good performance against Michelle Pereira last Yeah, week. like I
1: said, he did better than I thought he was going to do. But I will say this, the UFC handed him, um, like, a, a hard dude to deal with. You know what I mean? That dude's constantly moving. He's awkward as shit. You know, you don't know what he's going to do. It's hard to set up the shit that you want to do against someone who doesn't even know what they're doing themselves. He doesn't bite, he didn't bite on any feints. Uh Pereira I'm going to be honest <laughs> I've seen it a million times if you're going to be awkward and goofy and not stick to fundamentals at all then this you might not win your next fight either just like I said about Greg Hardy and I was right but you've got to stick to the fundamentals do the basics right and that's where you start yeah. and then then you go flashy but you got to be flashy with shit that effect, that's effective you know what I mean? Yeah, like you can't just you can't just be a flashy guy that does shit that's not effective. Cuz he does a lot of shit that's not effective.
0: But he was effective when he wasn't doing the gimmicky stuff is what I'm trying to say.
1: He and he and he like I said like both these guys are almost in the same boat whereas Pereira has all the skills. He has the the, the confidence.
0: He's got to tone it down just a little bit. The
1: ability? Yeah, he just got to be more of a fighter and less of a acrobat. You know what I mean? Yes, yeah. 100%. And Chaos Williams Oof. almost needs to be more of an just, acrobat he,
0: than than a little well, puncher. He, <laughs> nah.
1: he just needs to. He just needs to work on other areas. of his. He just needs to keep working. Yeah. He needs good coaches, and he needs to maybe, um, you know, put himself in different environments where he's going to grow. Like put the gi on, because I guarantee you, are probably untrained in that. Find me a photo of Chaos Williams in a gi. You know what I mean? Well I doubt I, it. Yeah. Well that, that fight I think
0: in terms do of some, matchmaking, do that that was probably a good fight for them yeah. to see where Chaos do, Williams at.
1: Yeah. Do some touch butt in the park, like um some movement training, like what Conor McGregor used to do, shit like yeah. that. Get him some mobile, capoeira you know, balance. Yeah, capoeira, maybe, all that shit. Maybe maybe,
0: maybe you can get Michelle Prayer as a maybe. sparring as a sparring partner yeah. or something as a yeah. teammate. But hey, you know what? We've hit the hour. So in no current We're events. Good no current events, no upcoming picks cuz there's no fights for the next 2 weeks. Man, um, but we're going to be talking shit anyways for the next 2 weeks, so we will cuz we're talk talk talking shit. Yeah. But uh man, I just I got to say one thing. That it's it despite COVID, <laughs> UFC's put on a damn good show all year. Yep. They put on some amazing fights. Some uh, they've uh you've won some money?
1: Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, like I didn't actually beat last night. And I really should have because I got it more I got them all right. I got all, like, if I You I had Rob Font? Uh it was that one I was on the fence with. Yeah, I had, happened, I, that had that I had Marlon. I had Marlon
0: purely based on name. Yeah, I didn't know anything about Rob Font. And I did my research and I said, Man, Marlon Morice is still too dangerous. Um but geek. you know, clearly I was wrong, and Rob Font looks like uh, you know, he's he's an upcoming contender. So whatever, man. Yeah. It is what it, it is. is.
1: <laughs> it is what that's a good saying
0: it's, it is what it is man that's the show that's
1: episode 12 bro
0: that's a hell of a lot <laughs> you look tired
1: No, i'm good fresh and daisy 10 40 i got shit to do
0: fantastic well thank you guys for tuning in to episode 12 on the mma show on the full mount podcast for trent mcgregor i'm your host ruben on gallon jr peace out y'all